Praise the Lord. Well, we just want to share something with you tonight, and I want to pick up from where I was this morning. I want to talk about influencing the people in your life, influencing the people in your life. Why don't you look with me in Luke 2.52, and uh, we need to not just uh, learn how to engage God, but we've got to learn how to be able to carry God to people. I want to show you just an interesting verse about Jesus here, Luke chapter 2, verse 20, uh, 52. It says, Jesus increased, say that word, increased. That means he grew. He grew. He changed. He grew. We don't think of Jesus needing to grow, but he needed to grow. And it says, the Bible says he increased. Now, increased in some interesting things. Notice that he increased in in wisdom. Wisdom. Knowing what to do. Having God's perspective on life. You've got to grow in that area. Knowing how God would deal with life. How God would handle it. You can grow in wisdom. He grew in wisdom. He grew in stature. That means he grew up physically. Your body is not unimportant to the Lord. It's an important part of you. If you neglect your body, then you're going to find yourself unable to represent the Lord well at all. You'll be in big trouble. But here's the one who wanted. He grew in favor. Favor with? Favor with? God and? Man. Notice two. Favor with? That means his relationship, his spiritual dimension in his life, there was an engagement with God that caused him to come into a place of favor. Favor, that word favor is a word of grace. It's God empowering. It's an empowerment in life. He grew in favor. In other words, he increased in God's response over his life. He increased in the realm of God touching his life. He increased in God's favor over his life. So there must have been some things he did to increase in favor. So one goal you should have if you're going to grow or have a goal for growth in your life is to increase in accessing God and the grace of God, the favor of God. The favor of God means that things happen around your life that's not happening around others. Good things are happening. In fact, you have more than your share of luck. A lot of people put down to luck, but actually, when God's favor is on our life, we have unusual things or we have uh, uh, particularly favorable things happening around us continually that the world around us got to put it down. Boy, you're one of the luckiest people I've ever met. See? So God's favor. Notice what favor with God. Now, that can, that's a personal relationship. In other words, Jesus was doing something daily in his relationship with his father that brought about increasing favor over his life. Second thing, though, and this is the one we'll focus on tonight, was he was also doing things that was bringing about favor with men. Now, don't think it's not important. You can't represent God. You cannot fulfill your purpose in life unless you learn how to have favor with men. And favor with people means that people look on you and they positively respond to you. A lot of Christians have got really, really poor skills in relating and poor ability to connect and to reach out to the world around them. And so the way they live their lives does not create favor upon them. It creates actually a reaction against them. Now you think about this. This is the reason you need to have favor with man. Two reasons. One of them, you can never fulfill God's purpose in your life unless you learn how to influence the people around you. Because God's purpose for your life always includes impacting the people around you. Secondly, for you to fulfill your course in life, you need favor of men. Isn't that interesting? Because people are, it's people that open doors for us. 
It's people that give us jobs. It's people that give us pay rises. It's people that touch our lives. It's people that encourage us. It's people that strengthen us. In fact, actually, almost everything you'll need for your future, you can't just get it spiritually. It comes through people. So there's a spiritual dimension of connecting with God and positioning ourselves for his favor in our life, but we can do some things that will bring favor with people. And if you're going to be successful, you need to learn how to get favor with people. If you want to have a, uh, a partner in the future, if you, want to, if you want to get married, you need someone to have favor on you. Well, think about that. And if you go about geeky and pray to the Lord to give you some marriage partner, and the way you behave is putting everyone off around you, forget it. You're on your own all your life. In other words, it's really quite important, if you're going to relate to the opposite sex, that you behave in a way that they take interest And that's not by putting on a t-shirt, you can have me if you can catch me. That's not going to do it. You've got to do something. I saw someone like that the other day. I almost went up to her and said, what do you think you're doing? There were two sisters, I think, and they had these t-shirts. And I thought, what is that all about? I know what I was thinking. <laughs> that's what everyone else was saying when I look at the t-shirt. That's not what you want people to think. You want people to have favor on you, to think, boy, that's all right. Come on. Now, you said, now, the same in business. Now, how are you going to get business if you don't actually know how to relate to people? You want people to say, boy, I like that guy. I want to work with him. I want to give, I want to give my business to him. So you, you have to do some things. And the Bible tells us. It gives, the Bible's full of keys how to do it. It's not as if it's really complicated or anything. You know, there's a, in Proverbs chapter 3, it says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. In other words, mercy is loving kindness. In other words, fill your life with being kind to people and also be truthful and honest and direct with people. And he said, you'll find favor with God and man. So it's not as if you have to even look far to find it. Look up the word favor and everywhere you found favor in the Bible, find out what God says about it. It's real easy. The Bible is very, very clear that if we will actually have a flow of kindness to people flowing out of our life and learn how to speak the truth, how to talk to people straight up about issues, then what will happen is there'll be favor over our life with God and with man. You're getting so quiet tonight. Come on. This is very simple stuff, isn't it? Eh? Let me just uh, show you a few things here. Let's go down. We'll go back to the Good Samaritan. I want to pick up because that's where I was this morning in Luke chapter 10. And uh, then I'm going to just give you some, just some really simple keys. Now, they're, they're, they're found in the Bible, but anyone, even if they're unsaved, who's good with people knows these things work. And they just practice them without even thinking. They don't even think God was the origin of them. They've just learned that this is what works. So I want to just give you a few things. We're going to pick up here the Good, the good Samaritan. And uh, we just saw this morning how Jesus uh, identifies that the key, the key, the key truth about living the life that pleases God is I must love God passionately and fervently and then overflow and express what I've got with God to people. Love them as I would love myself. Love your neighbor as yourself. And uh, Jesus had a lawyer come up who's trying to be slick and trying to find a way out of this. And he said, well, who's my neighbor? And Jesus began to show him the way to think. He said, listen, it's not about who's your neighbor. It's whether you reflect what God is like to people. That is your mission in life, is to represent God in the earth and advance his kingdom, whether it be in arts or culture of any kind or media or sport, whatever it is. Every believer is called to do this in some way. We're called to represent God as a son and a daughter and then to bring his life and influence the people around us. 
the coming year we'll be sharing about how you can exercise spiritual authority to alter things in the spiritual atmosphere, but you've got to do practical things as well. Now notice here that here's this man, uh, and he's a, a good Samaritan, and uh, we all love the good Samaritan. We all kind of figure there might be a bit of that in us. But I was talking to someone this morning, and this is what they said. They said, you know something? I was on my way to church, and I saw someone in need and felt I should stop and help them, but I was on my way to church. And, and that was here today. And, of course, we read this morning about how the, the priest and the Levite were on their way doing their business, doing their spiritual stuff, and they found someone in need, and they just looked the other way, avoided the problem, avoided connecting. Now, there's no favor with men there. I want to show you about this other man, the good Samaritan. We're just going to pick up one line, then I'll give you the keys. It says, likewise, the certain Samaritan, when he journeyed. So he's talking about the experiences of your life. Every one of us is on a journey. It's a fantastic journey, and you should be learning to enjoy the journey, smell the roses, enjoy what God's doing on the way. He says, on the way, you're going to meet some people who are messed up. He said, this man, as he journeyed, came where the, where the wounded man was. He came where the broken man was. Now, every day when you go to school, you come where broken people are. Every day you go to the workplace, you come where broken people. Wherever we go, there are broken people there. And so this is what this man did that was quite unique. It says, he was moved with compassion. He had compassion. He felt something, and he wanted to actually go and touch this guy's life. So notice what it said. He took the initiative. He went to him bandaged his wounds, pouring in the oil and the wine. Now, we shared a lot about that this morning, but here's what I want you to see out of that, that basically this man took initiative to touch the life of another and found favor as a result of doing so. What do you reckon that guy was like towards him afterwards? How do you reckon he was, how do you reckon this man responded to him? How do you think he responded? With great favor. Now, how did he get the favor? Because he actually did something to the person on the way. And so I'll just give you a few simple things. He went to him. So the first thing is, here's a simple key. Develop, uh, treat people with respect. Treat every person with respect. See the good in them. See the potential in them. Now, this, notice the two people that, were, that went past the guy. They looked over, and here's what they saw. They saw a man. He's lying there beaten up. They, they thought, oh, beaten up man. I don't want to have anything to do with him. I'll get blood on my garments. I'm going somewhere important. I don't want to get involved. You notice they actually dishonored him. They treated him like he was nothing because he was a mess. Many of the people we see and meet in life, they've usually got issues or problems or some kind of thing, and it shows up in weird ways of behaving. You've got to look past the, the behavior of people, and you've got to see here's a person that God values, God loves. So one of the, one of the ways you build good relationships with people, it starts with a heart attitude that you actually respect and see the value and the good in every person. Often Christians are very negative. We just see the sin and the problem, there's a rebellion, this, this, this. Why don't you see the possibilities in that person, the, the, the potential in that person? Why don't you begin to look and see what is possible in the people around you? If you were to start to do that, your life, your relationships would change. So when I look at people, they say, well, you know, yes, being a pastor, you see problems like you can't believe. I see problems all the time. But if all I look at is problems, you're never going to go anywhere. You don't influence people by noticing all of that. You've got to actually see the possibilities in people's life. In Romans 1.21, it says, When they did not honor God, nor were they appreciative of Him, then their mind became darkened. And that gives us a very simple key. When you don't honor and respect people, nor appreciate them and value them, then what happens is your attitude changes and your relationship, you move further away from them. So if you want favor with people, it's a very simple thing. What you respect will come near to you. What you disrespect will go away from you. Respect your parents. You build relationship with them. Disrespect them. They will move away from you. 
Respect your friends. Even if they fail, even if there's things going right, you treat people with respect. They will move towards you. You will disarm them. You've just got to make a decision how you are going to treat this person. I remember being overseas in Europe and having this guy absolutely manifest and he, he went across live uh, uh, tracks to come over to me and, and he stood in my face and he was yelling about wanting to kill someone and when I treated him with respect and showed kindness to him, he totally changed on the spot. He gave me a big hug. Now here he was talking about killing a policeman, talking about violence and murder because of hurt that he had in his life. But when I just treated him with respect and showed him kindness, the man immediately changed. I got favor. Now understand this. I didn't start there praying God would give me favor. I actually treated him as a person of value. Offered him a chocolate. I had a chocolate in my pocket. I thought, God, what am I going to do? This guy could murder me right here. He's full of hate and, and whatever. And I actually had some chocolates from where I'd been. I just pulled him out and said, listen, I've got a gift for you. I gave him the gift. And he changed immediately. Just like that. Favor just from treating him with respect. Not looking at his weird behavior. Just treating him with respect. Says number one, treat people with respect. Jesus always treated people with respect. Now, of course, to treat people with respect, it's a judgment of the heart. If you look on them and see their faults, you've got to make a decision. Jesus saw a leper, he was moved and touched, and he treated him with respect, and the man was healed. But when we look at lepers, we see people with glitches and ugly things all over their life, chances are we'll shun them, reject them, judge them, and you know what? People feel your attitude. And if you've got a better-than-thou attitude, if you've got some kind of negative attitude, people are going to pick it up. Isn't that a simple key? If you're going to fulfill God's destiny for your life, learn to value people like Jesus values them. Huh? That's number one. Now you just start doing that, treat people with respect, showing kindness, acknowledging them, and appreciating them. What you're going to find is people will change in the attitude to you. You'll start to gain favor. Here's the second thing. I like this one. It's quite simple stuff, isn't it? Eh? Not like rocket science of any kind. Now you notice this man here, he entered the other man's world. He found out what was wrong and what was going on. In James 1.19, James 1.19, it says, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak and slow to get angry. Swift to hear, in other words, make it a focus to listen to people and not talk too much. So here's a second key if you want to get favor or enter people's world. You get favor with people, you've got to enter their world. You have to develop the ability to listen to them and find out what's going on in their world. I found interesting things. Almost everyone wants to talk about themselves. So if you want to enter a person's world, just make this decision. I'm going to make a decision in my heart to value them, and then I'm going to actually start to inquire about them and about their life. So you start to ask questions, and then you listen. And most people don't listen to anyone. They're just trying to figure out what they're going to say. So you ask questions, and you begin to listen. Listen to what's happening. Listen as the person tells what they seem to be concerned about, what they're thinking about, what really is going on, and what is happening in their world. The only way to enter a person's world and communicate their value is to ask questions and listen and give a little bit of feedback, that you understand what's happening. I have found everywhere I go, even complete strangers, if you will enter their world by showing them respect and treat them as value, and then just begin to ask questions. Well, how are you doing? And, Tell us about who you are and what you do and tell us about, you know, what are you interested in? And, and, uh, and then you begin to, as you're asking the question, you begin to explore their world and find out what's going on, what they love and what they do. What are your dreams? You be, it's amazing. When you begin to ask people questions, they will open up. Now, the biggest issue for most people is they don't want to listen to anyone. They just want some, I want you to understand me. No one understands me. Teenagers lament. 
You know, we get older, it's pretty pathetic when you... But you don't understand. Of course we don't understand. You haven't talked properly. You know, so the way to find out what's going on in a person's world is to actually desire to understand them. And you've got to do that. You enter their world, ask questions and listen to them. And ask the Holy Ghost while you're doing it to show you something. Show you what's really important. Because you can ask a lot of questions, talk and listen and just be bored for a whole hour. But you're listening to find out, God, how can I connect with where this person really is? Because 90% of the time, they'll be sending signals out and they're just waiting for someone to pick it up. It's not so hard, is it? So develop. Now, listen, why don't you just do that for a whole week? Make it a decision that everywhere I go this week, I'm going to find ways of expressing warmth and appreciation, just smile and value people and treat them well. And then I'm going to just ask questions and listen to them and draw them out. And I'm not going to offer anything about my life. Actually, I'll keep all about me hidden unless they respond and ask. I will just be totally focused on finding out a little bit about their world. Now, just practice it for a week. Everywhere you go, you will be amazed how people will open up. It's like we've been waiting all our life for someone to come to us. Remember what this other guys did? They just walked by and they were not interested. Talk to the hand. We're not interested. We're into church business. See, but God is interested to people. He's interested in people. He loves people. He values people. And people are fascinating. People have got all kinds of things going on, got dreams and hopes, and they've got abilities, and they've got desires. And you'd be amazed if you talk to people right, you can start to find all kinds of things that are going on in their life. Sometimes they don't even know what's going on themselves until you ask them a few questions. And then it's quite a joy to discover some things, and you begin to understand the person. So this is it. you grow in favor with people, then become a great listener. Okay, here's another one. Now, these are so obvious, aren't they? Uh, regularly do acts of kindness. Here's Galatians chapter 6 and verse 10. As, as often, as often as you have opportunity, show kindness or do good things, especially to those who are believers. Now that means that word opportunity is a kairos or a window of time. Now most times opportunities come, there is a very, very brief window of time when you can step in, do something that will have an influence in a person's life. You've got to recognize moments of opportunity. Usually they're very inconvenient when they come. But when they come at that window of time, it could be an hour, could be just at the moment you're on the phone, could be the moment you're talking with them, could be a day, could be a week, could be a short period of time. It's called a kairos, a window of opportunity. And in that window of opportunity, you can do something kind that'll bring a response from the person. Why don't you begin to look for windows of opportunity? And you'll find they open and then they close. How many, how many have had this experience? Oh, I just wish I'd just gone and done that. Wish I'd sort of just called them. I wish I'd kind of gone and visited them. I should have done it. You know, and uh, one of the saddest things is with when you wish you, you'd visited someone and then you find they've died. And it's too late and you can't do it. It's quite always a sadness around that. So the Bible says as often as you have opportunity, in other words, even though we plan our life, we have a schedule, we know where we're going, we have dreams and visions. Nevertheless, whenever there's an opportunity, do good. Show kindness to someone. Stop and talk to them. Show an act of kindness. Offer to help them. Offer to touch their life. It is amazing when you do a simple act of kindness how people immediately will respond. I can remember just seeing someone, a lady stop by the side of the road and there's a whole pool of oil under her car. And I went over and said, oh, we need to stop and help her. 
So we went over to talk with her, and she said, oh, if I can just get a bit of oil, I'll be right, you know. Can you take me to a garage and get some oil? I, said, I looked at the oil underneath. It looked like all the sump had emptied. I said, lady, I don't think this is going to work, putting more oil in. I think we've got a major disaster here. I said, tell you what, we can tow you to a garage. So we just towed her down to a garage, and, and just as we were about to say goodbye and go, the Lord dropped into my heart, just show one more act of kindness. I said, listen, because she'd rung a husband who lived in Napier, we were up in Taupo at that time, and uh, he was going to take about two hours to get up there to help her and pick her up and take her back home, leave the car to be fixed. So I said, listen, you're going to be two hours for your husband to come. Would you and your children like to come where we're staying? There is a pool there. The kids can have a swim. They can just relax and hang out while you wait for your husband. And she said, would you really do that? And so she came, and, and we got the kids all organized, and, and we were just, and, she, and we started talking. Well, she just blabbed it all. She just talked. And then in the middle of it all, she said, I don't even know who you are. And I'm telling you all my life. And so we should have introduced ourselves before. We were actually concerned with showing her kindness. But here's the thing. Favor came because of the act of kindness. And you'll never know what little act of kindness came just at the point that a person had major need and your act of kindness produces great favor upon you in that person's life. Very, very simple. When did you last just spontaneously do something kind? Listen, we could be doing it every day. And then you create a lifestyle where there's favor on you because you're sowing kindness. And the Bible says, whenever you've got an opportunity to do it, especially to Christians or believers, because we shall reap if we faint not. So in other words, God's going to reward. There's going to be some outcome of sowing into people's lives. You can't build relationships if you don't sow into them. Now you say, well, I've sown out and nothing came back to me. Don't worry. It's not about what's coming back. It'll come back to you eventually. Just learn to be a giver. Make it your way of life that you will actually respect and value people. You'll enter their world by listening, asking questions, and taking interest in them, being warm to them, and you'll show kindness whenever you can. You'll be amazed what's going to happen. Now, of course, you can put these things into your, into your life. You can put them into practice, or you can leave them out. But you, you make the choice as to whether this is going to work for you or not. Okay, I'll give you another couple of things, and then we'll just finish it up. Here's another one that's a big one, and then we'll give you two more. Uh, number, here's the next one that will bring favor. And that is keep your promises. Keep your promises. When you enter into a person's world, one of the biggest things they're going to be thinking is this. Are you genuine and can I trust you? Now trust, you can't say, well, of course you can trust me. Trust me. Yeah, well, we've heard the presence of America, all kinds of countries. Trust me. We've seen adverts on the TV in the political game. Trust me. And there's an adopted picture, you know, and it's sort of not so different to the real person. You think, who am I trusting? <laughs> but, you know, see, the world's full of distrust. So if you're going to earn trust, one of the things is, and it's the hardest of all things to do, is that when you give your word, you keep your word. You say you're going to do something, you do it. Believe me, if you become that kind of person, if you say, whenever I give my word, I'll keep it. Whenever I say I'll do something, I'll do it. If I give a promise, I'll follow it up, make it happen. If you will do that, favor will come upon you. Now, listen, you can pray for all the blessing God on your life, but if you don't keep your word, people will not give you favor. They will distrust you. And you bought it on yourself. And you can you say, we pray and ask God to bless what we do, bless the work of our hands. Listen, we have to step up. To, be, to live the kind of life that is a blessed life. And the Bible says uh, very clearly in Psalm 15, if I want to be a person who accesses the presence of God, I've got to learn how to keep my words. 
God keeps his words. Jesus said in, uh, in uh, Matthew or Luke, he said, not one of my words will fall to the ground. In Isaiah 55, God says, I'll watch my word to keep it. How about that? So when you give a word, I'll get that job done, mom. Yes, I'll do that job. You didn't get it done. Oh, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. When is it going to get done? Never got done. How can you gain favor with people when you're teaching them you're not to be trusted? Do people trust you? The hardest thing in your life will be to keep your word. And actually, then avoid giving commitments that you're not prepared to back up and keep. When you do give your word, then keep it. You know what? It'll be amazing the favor that'll come on you. I'm, I'm astonished with tradesmen that say they'll be here next week and they never turn up. So they'll give us a quote and they don't give us a quote. So they'll turn up and get the job done. And weeks and weeks later, we're having to threaten them that we won't pay them if they don't actually do the job. I'm thinking, what is that about? I don't trust you. You're not to be trusted. There's no favor on that person. In fact, I'm thinking, I warn people, don't go there. Do you understand? These are really simple things. So young people, this is your life. You could build a life where there's tremendous favor just by practicing certain things regularly. Just these simple things regularly. Do it, you'll find people will respond to you. Don't do it, woo. That's why I try to write things down. Anything I've got to do, I write it down so that I can check the list. Did I do it or not do it? And then you find how difficult it is sometimes to remember the things you said you were going to do. It really takes a discipline. Finally, here's the last one, and that is decide to be generous, to be a giver, a person who meets needs. Be a generous person. Be a generous person. You ever seen anyone selfish that really had a lot of friends in favor over them? You just don't see it. You find the people that make an impact in your life, the people you like to be around, are generous with their smiles, generous with their warmth, generous with their words, generous with their giving, generous with their life. In in, uh, Matthew chapter uh, 20, verse 28, it says, The Son of Man came not to have his life and needs ministered to. He came to serve and to give his life. So generous giving is going to touch people's lives. Let me ask you this. How generous are you in your giving? Giving a smile, giving an encouragement, giving a, giving a, 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 just taking an interest in a person, giving a little gift, giving some kind of thing, a thank you note. Now, those are, these are simple things. Remember what Jesus did. Jesus grew in favor with God and in favor with men. That means he did something in his life with the Father, and he did something in his relationships with people. He had to live in a small town. In a small town, everyone knows you, and either... To have favor with people in a small town, you have to have a consistent, generous, abundant lifestyle. I wonder if you thought, Hastings is a real small place. How many people know someone? Someone knows you. And you do something to someone and someone else is their relative or they get to hear about it or they know about it. There's nothing goes on that people don't get to find out. And so if you live a life which actually is an attractive life, a life which is blessing people, what's going to happen is favor will come on you with people. Maybe not initially. Maybe in the initial stages you do a lot of sowing, but eventually you begin to reap because you've built a lifestyle of doing things that create favor upon people. Now let me ask you this. How can you possibly fulfill your mission in life that God has assigned you to, which includes people, if you don't develop favor with people? How can you do it? You can't. Now, if you're so wrapped up in your own needs that you're too busy to learn these simple things, what will happen is you will never have favor come around your life. We've just got to make a decision that actually this is the kind of person I'm going to be. I'm going to be a God person. 
that is connected to the Father and has a life flow, a relationship, so God's favor is upon my life. And he's starting to create opportunities for me. And I'm not going to wreck the opportunities by having stupid attitudes to people. I'm going to actually do the kind of things that Jesus said to do that would create favor with people. I will treat them with respect and value them and smile and be warm to them, no matter who they are. No matter who they are. It's hard with some people, but you just decide, I'm going to treat them with respect. I'll look past the fact that they're full of alcohol and their behavior is a bit rude, and I'll still treat them with respect. I'll look past the fact that some things have gone wrong in their life and they're very aggro and whatever. I'll look past that. There's probably something firing up this person, and I may be the first person to enter their world and be able to help them. See, as often as I meet people, I'm going to start to listen to them and ask questions. Find out what's going on in their world. When you get out there in a the cafe, make a decision. I'm just going to listen and ask questions and just begin to inquire and gently enter another's world and find out what's really happening. So with uh, Ray and Annika, they got great favor just out in Camberley. And, you know, they just went and they just showed kindness to people and took an interest in their lives. And around them were attracted, all of these people. Isn't that right? Now, I know it's partly it's what God is doing, but it's also what they were doing. Because I know pe- people who come to church to pray the same things, and, and, but there's not that same favor on their life because they've never positioned themselves for it to happen. It says the Good Samaritan went to them. He took initiative. So what about you? Respecting and valuing people starts in the home then works its way out. Listening trying to understand what's in people's lives, engaging them, asking questions, listening effectively, learning how to learn the skills to do this. See, giving to people, being generous and serving. What can I do to help you? You'd be amazed what favor will come on you if you're the kind of person that keeps asking, how can I help you? Is there anything I can do? Generosity. These things attract people. Why don't we just close our eyes now? Father, we just thank you that you are drawing us to be a people that have huge influence in the community. Spiritual influence because of our life with you. Relational influence because of the way we treat people. Father, I pray today for every person here, a shift in thinking and mentality. 